focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Luke 12, verse 13. In my Bible, it's called the parable of the rich. What? Fool. And in first service, we dealt with Christ as my capital which Christ is my capital and speak about wisdom and power and discretion so a kind of element of that capital is wisdom so the rich fool he had money without God's capital so he had man-made capital without God's capital he had paper money without spiritual riches and they are two different things verse 13 says then one from the crowd said to him teacher tell my brother <laughs> To share this money. Shower this blessing. Cut soap for me. Pour cream. Give me shaving stick. Shower gel. Able God. Shower your... Now shower gel. So follow the thinking because many times without understanding the context of the questions preceding the parable you will not understand the parable. So this was not a flippant parable. Somebody asked a question has to do with material wealth, inheritance, physical supply, riches, money, balleries, Benjamins, Ego, Kudi, Owo. Give me some more. Coins, funds, cheddar, cheese, butter. You get the point. <laughs> some signs. Tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Maybe their dad had passed or something recently. So there was a whole lot of money around. The brother was sitting on it. Verse 14. But Jesus said, what's in concern me concern you? So Jesus said. Have you noticed that Jesus can be very. That means I'm like Jesus. <laughs> like. Man who has made me a legal officer, a jurisdictional arbitrator, who has made me a judge or an umpire and divider over you. And he said to them, so watch what it said in verse 15, take heed and beware of covetousness. This really needs to stop. It's not kingly. Take heed and beware of covetousness. Why? For one's life does not consist. Are you following that? Are you following? One's life. Many people in this generation, they need to write this down. So if you have your WhatsApp or something right now, just type on your WhatsApp update right now. Say, Pastor is preaching and this, and this verse stands out for me. Put it right now online, your WhatsApp story, your Insta story, whatever it is you have online. Put it there. Because many people in this generation don't understand this. Jesus said, be careful. Why do you need to be careful? Because the society is not careful enough to tell you this. Rich people are not careful enough to tell you this. Celebrities are not careful enough to tell you this. Joshua, have you done what I said you should do? Post it, post it. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah. Post it. Imagine if, I don't know how many of us are physically in here with online presence, but possibly over 200 people are listening right now. 
right? So imagine 200 of them just posted. Pastor is preaching now at King's and he said I should post this. So next carousel, take a picture of it or something. Put it there. He said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. That means that the things that you possess can actually dispossess you. The things that you think you own can own you. The things that you are obsessed with can take you off track. See, your life cannot be measured by that. You cannot measure life by likes on Instagram. The wisdom of what you're sharing cannot be endorsed by a number of people who engage the content. In fact, by research, it is clear that there are more foolish people on earth. So the more foolish your content is, the more attractive it will be to the masses. Oh, some of you all not talking to me, right? What goes viral? Financial intelligence or bomb bomb shaking? Generally. What goes viral? Sensible things or a cat that is playing with a mouse and both of them fall inside milk. Generally speaking. He said, be alert and guard your heart from greed and always wishing for what you don't have. See how Tibbity puts it? He said, guard your heart and stop oh, your, this frantic always wishing for what you don't have, which is one of the diseases of this generation. You were fine with your wristwatch before, but when you saw the one with the gold crossed, you became restless. Stop allowing men's achievements govern your prayer points. You were fine with your kingdom assignment. You were fine with your kingdom business. You were fine with what God was leading you, how God was leading you. But the first day you saw that somebody had alloy wheels spinning. You said, God must do my own. My God will not carry last. Don't drag God into competition. He has no competition. Don't use God as a crutch to manage your mediocrity. My God, no, they carry last. There's a story I have about that, but don't let me share it because of time. It said your life can never be measured by the amount of things you possess. Please look at somebody and say, hello. Hi, sir, Omar. Your life is superior to your possessions. I love the energy, especially from that corner. Look at somebody beside, say you look fly, you look nice, but you are bigger than your possessions. You are superior to your acquisitions. You are greater than the people who recognize or don't recognize your greatness. What I mean by greater is you're greater than their recognition. You see what I'm saying? Now, how do you feel like this is a little funny because Jesus, I'm not being greedy. 
is my father's inheritance I'm asking for. <laughs> Jesus, my, my father left me where I'm being greedy. Now I is your government too. Thank God you are not Caesar. You would have seized me into a seizure. It's not in the Bible. That is Bible. They always rhyme in the Bible. That's why I always say, like, read it because some of the things I'm saying are not directly in the Bible. So you'll be like, ah, oh, the Bible says, thank God Jesus is not like Caesar. Otherwise, it will see people into Caesar. <laughs> so watch this. What is Jesus trying to say? He's establishing something here. That many times our obsessions have unwittingly dragged us into the greed zone. So we think that they are legitimate entitlements. But they are breeding in us an appetite that is ungodly. By now I should have. As at now. That is to say. At this time, at this level, <laughs> so watch this now. Then you spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground, watch this, of a certain rich man yielded plentifully, and he thought within himself. So his ground, he was rich, yielded plentifully. He thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Watch all of that. Since I have no room to store my crops. Are you seeing a problem right now? What shall I do since I have no more room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. Somebody say handkerchief. Because handkerchief is not only this. A barn that locks down your productivity is a glorified handkerchief. <laughs> I'll explain for those who were not here last week. So the parable of the talents, he gave them one mina each. One mina, three, three guys, come help me. One mina each. So guys, one mina. In other words, amina, amina. Amina, tore, alezi ba. E or or e. Ada rogo, ada rogo, shoot, pe, pe. Okay, listen. <laughs> one mina but this guy said got a hanky you guys go trade go trade go trade go trade go and trade go and trade go and trade now what i said was there was one of them who kept it in a handkerchief and i explained in the first service that the purpose of kingdom wealth or resource is that another party has to participate in it for it to be a blessing it is not a blessing if it benefits only you because blessing by design includes the collective that's why I said it's like the oil upon the head of Aaron running down his beard to the skirts of his garment. It is like the dew of Hermon upon the mounts of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren. So blessings must always include brethren. 
So a breakthrough that benefits you only is your breakdown. And the way God wired increase is that God ordained increase is only certified by engaging other parties through buying and selling. Because as long as in the handkerchief, you are not interacting with anybody else. Come on. And God said to Abraham, you shall all the nations, families of the earth be blessed. This is the reason, watch this. The fish, the bread and fish was not multiplied when they stood alone. But the moment they engaged the 5,000 and multiplied. Because multiplication is not for personal consumption. And it's not for personal glorification. Why? Because if the blood and fish was multiplied as they stood, it's for personal glorification. Hey, these guys are bad. These guys are... God multiplies what he gives you because he's more interested in filling their hunger than in satisfying your ego. Oh, come on, somebody. So he put in the handkerchief. It's safe. But that's not what the mina is for. Look at somebody say, it's safe. But that's not what it's for. Your gift is safe when you sing in the back bathroom covenant. But that's not what it's for. Come on, somebody. Look at somebody. Say, your gift is safe. But that's not what it's for. Your money is safe in the savings account. But if it's not saving anybody, should it actually be in the savings account? Should be in the transactions of the earth, the systems of the earth, creating value, buying land that will appreciate and employ builders or cultivators or farmers or guards. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the problem with this guy is that he had a handkerchief. Somebody say, where is your handkerchief? In his case, it was a barn, but the barn was what? A glorified, shout it louder. It was a glorified handkerchief. What's a handkerchief? It said, I will build my, a bigger barn. It says, I will build greater, and there I will do what? Store. Wealth is not for storage. Wealth is for distribution. Let me ask you a question. If your battery is always full, the battery of your phone is always full and keep charging and charging and charging, it's full, you keep charging, what's gonna to happen to the battery? The quality of the battery starts to drop and at some point, you have to be charging it more frequently than when you first got it because you have charged it into dependency. Come on, somebody, give me life. Well, I'm giving you life. Respond to the life I'm giving you. Some of us, we are so obsessed with what we think we have that we do nothing with it. So you see productive people in the systems of the earth transforming lives, saying, but I'm as equally gifted. You are full of yourself and your gifts. And the fullness you have and the obsession with your gifts and abilities has now become the hindrance on the circumference of your expression that stops your value from actually meeting the needs and lives of people. So there's this pride. When they need me, they will call me. Look at somebody say, is pastor talking to you this morning? The problem was not him storing. You need to keep something for strategic reserves. 
Because you shouldn't charge your battery all the time, but your battery should not be empty all the time. Are you following? That's why the Bible does not say he that withholds. It says he that withholds more than is meets. The people will curse him. The problem was this. Read the last line. And there I will do what? Store what? All. Oh, that's the problem. The problem is not storing 5% or 10% or 15% strategically. The problem is you are storing all. In other words, all the money you make only benefits you and your family. Look at somebody say, oh, wrong now. If there is nobody who's not connected to you by blood that is in your budget every month or every other month, you are not doing kingdom. Are you following me? At least every 60 days, somebody who's not connected to you must benefit, whether it's recharge card or transport or shirt or clothes. Are you following what I'm saying? says, I will build a massive barn that will be the physical representation of my ego that will hold all my grain and all my goods. No wonder is holding all my grain. So you have my grain. My grain. Carrying money on top of your head that should be in the systems of the earth. So you are so protective. Your heart is having palpitations. How much is this money saved they were talking about? 375,310 naira, 20 kobo. But the moment you they've come to collect my money. Which one are they collecting? Anybody that is not laughing now, I just know that. Do you get what I'm saying? It says, it will build all of this and all. I'll pull down. And, and I will say to my soul, look at what I will say now. Uh, I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. That's your problem. You're laying stuff up for years, but what you should be doing in the now, you're not doing. It says, take your ease. Are you seeing all the trappings here? Take your ease. In other words, relax. Take your ease. Chill. Enjoy. They be taken care of. Allow no violence. <sighs> be surrounded with what? You see, the problem is this guy at least had some achievements and he was craving comfort and peace. Problem of the century with this generation, some people have not achieved nada. Yet they want what? Some men who don't have money still want comfort and peace. Let, let me just let, let me just chill be surrounded you know you dream of this life where somebody's doing your nails on this side another person's doing nails on this side 
Somebody's doing nails on this side. You now look like a chicken being roasted in a grill. Eyelashes so long you can sweep the floor. Face with multiple columns, you look like a clown. Sipping pina colada. I wanted to observe this. That when we speak about fully funded, God is not here to fully fund your irresponsibility. He's here to fully fund the responsibilities he has given to you. Because when people hear sponsored by grace, baby girl like... <laughs> Jesus do give away big brother do cut so for me so I'll enjoy life with no worries at all give me the next verse give me the next verse and I will say to my soul you have many goods laid off for many years take your ease eat drink and be merry quickly let's run but God said to him fool in other words you lack my capital because wisdom is my wisdom is the capital of God the biggest project known to man is the earth and the heavens God financed that project by what wisdom so anything that will last for as long as the earth and the heavens have lasted must be funded by what so what's your market capitalization The degree of kingdom wisdom you demonstrate is the quality or the weight of your riches in the spirit. That's your market capitalization. And some of you are going to be publicly traded. People will buy into your wisdom. Oh, somebody's amen sounded so disjointed and uncertain. I said people will buy into your wisdom. When a record label brings you on board, they are buying into your wisdom. When somebody says you're an influencer, help us market our estate, come on. You, they are buying into your wisdom. When somebody says, I want to buy into the app you're building, they are buying into your wisdom. If it's not for you, keep on looking like a bump or keep on looking like a black eyed pea. But if it's you I'm talking about, I prophesy over somebody's life. It does not matter where you are now or what you're doing have now as you tap into the divine intelligence of God you better get ready Michael you better get ready you better get ready do you know that if somebody just samples your song and puts a chord in a certain song you can get royalties for years do you understand what I'm saying receive an increase in your market capitalization that amen does not sound like it's believing. Receive an augmentation of wisdom in your life. Receive an explosion of wisdom in your life. May the spirit of wisdom and revelation saturate you. Your words, your work, your products, your goods, your services, everything connected to you. In the name of Jesus, Tolu Church, I prophesy into your life. Wisdom oozes from your life. Wisdom oozes from your mouth. Wisdom oozes from your counter in the name of Jesus somebody shout I have capital shout I'm fully funded
I want you to see what God is not going to fund. God is not going to fund ingratitude. Because this man never thanks God. <laughs> God is not going to fund selfishness. He does not attribute any part of his success to anybody. Because for some of you, the pastor prophesies into your life. When it happens, we don't even get to know. We hear from three or four parties. God don't roll like that. Some of your parents labored over you, prayed for you, invested in you. When they ask for money, you'll be asking as if they are give that, that, you know, God don't fund that. This man does not recognize his servants. At least, ah, thank God for the servants that built my band, no, because obviously it was not the one cultivating the land. Before we talk about God's funding system, let me tell you what God will not fund. God does not fund frivolities. God does not fund insensitivity. God does not fund pride, arrogance, vanity. He does not thank his wife if he was married, does not thank his children, does not celebrate his staff, does not commend some of you. You don't even give to anybody. When there's an increase in your life, somebody in your staff base should feel it, whether it's 10,000 or 20,000. Somebody around you who was a part of an assignment that brought in a lot should get something out of it. This guy was all about himself. I will, my ban, my car, my house. What if we check your prayer points? Who's on your prayer list? If the reason you want your business to grow does not include the employment of families and their economic welfare, you're not doing kingdom. You're doing self-maintenance. And one of the signs of a defective machine is that it spends the bulk of its resources to maintain itself. That's a dysfunctional system. It's got to be more than you. Oh, somebody, are you hearing what I'm saying? It's that fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, the fool is not just the man who says there is no God. It's the man that says there is no God in this one. Got out of this money, you're not getting anything. It was my energy that did it. So what are you talking about percentage? Who cares? Got out of you, this one, we're leaving church. And don't forget what I taught you last week. When they say leave Christ outside, what are they saying? Leave your head how can you leave your head outside that means you're a headless chicken spluttering blood all over the place say leave 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 god out of it how can i leave the one who made it out of it so the fool is not just the man he's not just the agnostic or the atheist the fool is also the believer that does not acknowledge god in a certain sphere of their lives Because the fool didn't post on Instagram. He said the fool has said where? In his heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it proceeds the issues of life. In other words, your proceeds are connected to your heart. And whenever you have proceeds that you cannot attribute to Christ, you are being foolish in that area. Look at somebody say, we are in for it today. Somebody say, I have the wisdom of Christ. God said, tonight your soul will be required of you. 
That's what it said to him. Your soul will be required of you. Now, it's interesting that right after he goes through all of that, he then leads this conversation in a very, very interesting trajectory. He now says something. Now, watch this now. So is he that layeth up. Read it. Don't get distracted. Read it. Who lays up treasure? Somebody say handkerchief. You remember our grandmothers and, and mothers, some. They were tight where? Uh, this handkerchief is not tight. My mina is about to fall. Look at somebody say your mina will not fall in Jesus' name. The people on that side are very spiritual today. People like money. Okay, admin and economist and trader, yaologer, okay. The MENA section. <laughs> now, when you tie it like this, who does it benefit? Who does it benefit? Nobody. Does it make you more self-conscious or not? Because you think everybody who's coming close to you is coming to do what? So if you have the mentality that everybody wants to collect from you, you are already collecting from yourself. Because your mina was never supposed to be tied to a cloth or locked up in a van, uh, in a van. It says, so is he who lays up treasure. For who? The problem is not laying up treasure. The problem is who are you laying it up for? Now, treasure, don't think, ah, I don't have any treasure. No. Treasure is that thing that you treasure. Oh, I don't have money. Okay, that shoe that you treasure. Oh, I don't have shoe. The tie you treasure. Oh, we don't wear tie. The perfume that if anybody should do mistake to spray a puff. They'll see crazy. Blood will what? Will dry. That's what happens when you fill your band with self and not with God. Give me NKJV. He says, so is everyone who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God, which means that you can be rich toward men and not be rich toward God. You know, we said that last week, Revelations, you think you are rich, but you're actually poor and naked and wretched. Do you remember that? Next verse, let's go real quick. Therefore, he says to the disciples, therefore, I said to you, do not worry about your life. Now, Jesus is going deeper and deeper and deeper. He's milking the point. Now, now you, you know, if you hang around me long enough, uh, a meeting can turn into a Bible study. You know, that can be a revelation meeting. I'm milking the point. We're going on and on. Many times I forget how much time has passed. <laughs> Jesus is going deeper 
and deeper and deeper. So he goes deep. He goes beyond self. He goes beyond the pan. It goes beyond treasure. And it said the problem with your funding strategy is that you have allowed the messenger called worry to dictate your moves. The reason you don't give as much as you should is because you are worried. Write this down. Worry is a thief. He said the issue, Olushe, is worry. How? Well, Johan, go to a private school. If I make this money public funds. Some of y'all don't have children yet. When you have children, and one of them tells you, I use your money to play. You'll get it. <laughs> Even though I'm highly impressed by what he's learning and what they teach him. But I asked him, what did you do today? I played on the swing. I did. did you do this on the, the brothers asking? Did you, you watch number blocks? Did you watch this one? Did you watch certain? So what did you use my money to do? I used your money to play. He says, don't worry. And the first thing he says, you should not worry about. Watch this. The first thing is the daddy says, you should not worry about. It's not even money. The first thing he says, do not worry about your shout at somebody. Do not tell your neighbor, do not worry about your. I'm coming to the place of fully fundedness. He says, don't worry about your. Because every other thing you worry about requires life for anybody to worry about them. <laughs> There's only married people, sorry, who get worried, sorry. Only worried people, sorry. Only living people who are worried about marriage. Are you getting it? Only those who are alive are worried that his shades are better than yours. If you're so desperate for shades, go on Twitter. And some people use wealth to shade you. Fall a shade. Somebody said, don't worry about your life. Some of you are not saying it, you're thinking too deep now. Say, so don't worry about your life. Whatever I say, just shout, don't worry about your life. You finally graduated after six extra years. Somebody be like, worry, worry. Time. small because I, I started too high on that one. Should have, should have like eased you guys in. No, that's like, I said extra years. I said extra years. <laughs> extra, extra years. God developed in you staying power. 
capacity, shangritude, I shall not agree attitude. Don't worry, sorry, let me mention something else. No accommodation right now. Nobody has whistled at you ever in this world. Are we going by the Bible or are you going by migraine? Shout, school your soul, say don't worry. You can laugh as you are saying it, but say don't worry. The conductor is about to slap you. Shout, don't worry. You don't know where your next income is going to come from. Inflation is rising higher than your salary. Every man that has liked you has run off with your best friend. Shout, don't worry. Your wedding day is in front of you. But 100,000 you don't have. Bright price is on the rise. Shout, don't worry. You have not read your Bible in three weeks. Shout, don't worry. Some of you are on that table right now. Shout, don't worry. Why does God say don't worry about your life? He says, let me teach you something. Don't worry about your life, what you will eat. Not about your body. That's a big area for many women. Come on, somebody talk to me. It was bad, back, bad, back in the days when everybody was fully covered, fully clad. Only the face was showing. Some people were still feeling oppressed. Follow me now. Give me a witness. Says she's finer than me, but the oppression was minimal. Kindergarten, says see her nose pointed. Even her nose has a purpose. Streamlined, not distracted. Then, <laughs> right? Or lips, oh my God, lips. And then after a while, people started wearing very tight, like body shape, fully clad still, but tight. So now you could see the outline. Say, so, ah, that person looks like Coke bottle. I look like Coke can. <laughs> Somebody said, don't worry about it. I'm going somewhere because Jesus knew what he was talking about when he said not about what? Jesus predates your anxiety and makes provision to neutralize it. Then after a while, it was not just tight now. Then I'll put this one. Then now everybody can see how hot the legs are. 
Say, hey, my own legs are very cold. My legs cannot do anything. My, le- <laughs> my legs are like AC. Very cold legs. Then that was not bad enough. Then they started doing this one. To keep our breasts with the goings on of society. Somebody shout, don't worry about it. See, do you see how the pressure never ends? Because what happens now is that if you feel you don't have this one, this one that you think you have, you will shake it, you will walk it, you will move it, because you are like, I must not carry last. If I don't have this one, I will show this one. Walking around like an Atilogu dancer. Here comes the lady buying boys quarters for her behind. An attachment. The Bible says lay aside every weight. See where it starts. See where it starts. Worry. This is where it starts. But you can't imagine where it ends. Don't worry. So some of you will be like, oh yes, I can't show my chest because I have bumps and whatever there. But these thighs, I will show the world. Please, your thighs are not the gospel. You don't need to reveal them to the world. Do like this. Then they walk and walk. Then when they now sit, they will now be doing like this. Somebody said, don't worry. Rice now cost almost 30,000 naira. Don't worry about it. What you will put on, next verse, next verse, help me. Because what? Life is more. So somebody send that to a friend right now. You know that friend who eats as if they're going to sell them. You know that friend who salivates over the pounded yam. You know that friend who is always like when they see food, their eyes come alive. Their tongue wags like that, that of a dog. They can't keep calm. They're too excited about the chocolate cream and the chocolate cake and the ice cream. Their eyes are like agbaku, shining like the sun in full strength. Once they see food, you can sell them with food, FF air friends for food and for food only come on somebody you know somebody people have bs's some people have fff are you hearing what send it to a friend right now put it on life is more than what some people because of tasty fried chicken they have become tolotolo follow everybody everywhere turkey don't become a turkey just to eat turkey and the body is more than clothing. Verse 24. 
consider the ravens. Now the ravens are so selfish, they don't even feed their own children. So consider them. They don't sow. They don't reap. They have no storehouse, no barn. Mr. Rich Man with a barn. Mr. Rich Man with the expansion program. Mr. Rich Man with a cultivation agenda. Mr. Rich Man with a my soul will have pleasure and be surrounded by comfort and ease. He said, don't you get it? Who feeds them? God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the bird? Somebody shout, I'm fully funded. What Jesus is trying to say is that the birds are not anywhere as valuable as you are. And if the birds are fully funded, watch this. Do birds pray for provision? Shouted. Do birds pray for provision? Do they sow prophetic seeds? Do they give alms? Do they pray for money? Are they well fed? He's saying if the birds are fully funded, I, their creator, I owe their sustenance to them because the creator of a scene is responsible for the sustenance of that scene. So provision or prosperity cannot be to maintain yourself. It is sovereignty that maintains you. Ayabai, somebody hear what I'm saying? It is sovereignty that maintains you. That's why there are people who don't know about Jesus, but they are producing more material resources than people who know Jesus because it causes his rain to fall on the good and the evil. Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? Look for two people. Tell them God is responsible for my sustenance. God is responsible. He said the problem is some people don't believe it. That's why they are still seated. That's why there's a civil war in your pocket when it's time to give to the Lord. Because you think it's your barns. You think it's your storehouse. It's your provision. It's your financial plan and strategy that sustains you. That's what you think in your conscious reality. But God is saying of how much more value help me get out of your seat and go to three people right now. Tell them God is responsible for my provision. God is responsible for my sustenance. God is responsible. Mina. But he does not know that in the example. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it. So he keeps it. That thing you've been given should have greater value. Next verse. We're going somewhere. And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to a stature? Anybody ever tried to grow taller like me? And they told you, eat more beans. So he went into a professional beans eating diet. Beans in the morning, beans at noon, beans at night. You combine it. Yam and beans, rice and beans, plantain and beans, bread and beans, gari and beans, moi moi and beans, akara and beans. You went quadratic on the beans project. Let's do quadratic equation now. Combine different variations of beans. Moi moi akara and beans. (laughs) 
Which one of you by worrying can I want Cupid to his stature? Let's go on. If you then are not able to do the least, do you know what God is calling the least? Keeping alive, growing taller, your body shape, body type. He said that is what? So anyone who's spending the entirety of their lives and God's grace upon their life based on their physical looks and presentation is focusing on the answer this question now is your list l-i-s-t filled with the least and it said this list we're talking about this worrying you've been worrying have you grown taller has your money really increased because what happened was your salary increased but your purchasing power reduced because when your money increased they increased number of mouths that fed it or feed on it. So you had more money, but you had less left. Because there is something fundamental you're missing, and that is the sponsorship program of the Christ. The sponsorship program of the Christ does not focus on self. It's like one of the hardest things for people to understand because all of our lives, we have been taught to protect our So watch this, a preacher can even, a, can even preach a message on selflessness to protect him. You can use a bread knife to cut the person that should be eating the food. <laughs> You're not getting that. Verse 27, let's go. Consider the lilies, how they grow, the neither toil nor spin, we'll talk about that. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of those. So Solomon had all the money, had all the contacts, had all the contracts, international exposure and all. He said, let me tell you what, Solomon with all the glory, all the affluence, all the things that he had, Bukumi, Solomon as rich and as wealthy as he was, guess what? He was not as clad as any of this because Solomon has to strip himself for him to wear new clothes. These plants grow their clothes. You need to understand what Jesus is saying. He's saying there is a kingdom economy where you are not waiting for somebody to put it on you. You are growing it by virtue of the value you are manifesting. You have to understand. He's an understanding. Because it's going to regulate your decisions, your appetites, your outlook, your outcomes. And watch this. Your outlook determines your income. He says, was not arrayed in another's glory like one of us. Keep on moving. There's a lot of cover. Verse 28, keep on moving. If God then so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more? Please come and say it's been a long time. Be highly exalted. How much more will he clothe you? Look at someone and say, God is responsible for my feeding, for my life, for my clothing. Lord, help me tie it up well today. There's something I need to understand, but follow this. I'm deliberately slow. Verse 29. Go real quick. 
Verse 29. And do not seek what you should eat. He takes it further. He's saying if you're going to seek anything, don't let your daily bread be inside. So if I hear anybody here again in Kings saying, now daily bread will they find. Now daily bread. Who, who, who are you, who you and who are finding daily bread? And you don't know how much of the Caesarean economy has contaminated your Christian outlook. Caesarean economy is the money-driven economy. He's saying, don't even seek it. Don't seek what you will eat. Don't seek what you will drink. And don't have an anxious mind. Let's practice that. Look at somebody say, don't seek what you will eat. Don't seek what you will drink. And don't have an anxious mind. Now, I know some people are immediately combating, you know, when teachings like this are going on, you're dealing with fundamentals and, and shifts. People have arguments. So one person just thought, but the Bible says, he that does not walk must not eat. The Bible does not say, do not not seek anything. It's saying that food is the fuel that your body needs for you to see clearly, to seek what you should focus on. Food must never be looked at as the price for labor. It is fuel to enhance it. So food, I cannot give Carmen or Ronald food. Oh, now you've done your homework well, so let me give you food. No, I can buy them a toy. But food is their fundamental right, whether they behave well or not. So I never withhold, we never withhold food from them regardless of whether you've done your homework or not. Because it's the responsibility of a father to feed the life that he brought into the world. You need to understand this. Because a lot of believers are wasting their kingdom investment running after food that even birds get whether they fly high or not. Don't have an anxious moment. Verse 30. For all these things, the ethnicities, the people groups of this world, they seek after. And your father knows. They're talking about your father now, not the taskmaster. And your father knows that you have need, legitimate need of this. Now, what do you need this food for? You need this food for the work your father has called you to. Are you following this? Next verse, real quick. But this is what you should seek. Seek the kingdom of God. Now in many believers' minds, this is focus on heaven. Focus on heaven. I taught you last week, you're not going to heaven permanently, right? You'll be caught up in there and you're coming back to the earth. <laughs> we are just hearing that, please listen to last week's message. We are going to heaven, we are going, we are going to heaven, we are going. I will carry my hat, I will wear my halo. Going to heaven, we are going. I said it. You know, I was teaching them in the course of the week. I said that there is no one-way ticket to heaven. There's no one way. That's why the angels, when they saw Jesus 
been taken up to heaven. What did they say? They said the same way you have seen him go, you will see him now coming back. So heaven only has a return ticket package for human beings. That's why they're called human, humus beings. Humus is a form of the soil. Humus being, human being is a man from humus, a man from the earth. Ain't nobody going to heaven permanently. Took two hours to explain the last week, so if you feel like it's heresy, listen to it first. Ask me questions. Said it's coming back. Someone goes, so what about the rapture? Did I explain that last week? I explained it. The rapture, meeting the emperor outside. I'm bringing him in, okay. But seek the kingdom of God. He didn't say seek heaven. Because what happens to another set of believers is that they are busy seeking heaven. So during board meeting, they are reading Bible. Should be typing an email, they are receiving a revelation and typing their own personal caption for Instagram or something. You are misrepresenting the kingdom of God. You use the office facilities without permission to print spiritual tracts. <laughs> Wi-Fi. I need, I need to give some points to interrupt this. Verse 32. He said, all the things shall be added unto you. Mm-hmm. Verse 32. Keep going. Okay. Alright. So now he says, do not fear. Do you see how he's going deeper? So worry. Fear. All the big things that drive people into all kinds of things they regret in life. Is shaking all the tables, breaking all the patterns. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, what's the next thing it says? Is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? And what does it say, real quick? Look at someone say, You're not escaping this selling thing. I said it in the first service. Anybody who says, I hate selling, is not ready for kingdom deployment. Because it said, Gain increase by what? trading or by buying and what does it say you should do sell what you have in other words locate this is the way the kingdom works the kingdom does not work by begging the kingdom does not start with what you don't have the kingdom may be yeast but it's something the kingdom never says, I need flour. He says, I am yeast. Once I enter into any flour, I'll increase the volume of that place. In other words, because I'm kingdom, when I step into that business that's made no profit for a long time, I am the yeast that will expand the process. Are you getting what I'm saying? I am the carrier of light. I am the reconfiguring element. I am the organically immersed, amplifying quotient. Are you hearing? Who am I talking to? It's not, it doesn't matter how long they've been down. When I step into that place, if it's God that is sending me there, something's going 
got to shift. Something's got to change. Something's got to be amplified because I am fully funded. And it does not matter whether you are underfunded, refunded, defunded. I will fund you by kingdom resources. If it's not you I'm talking to, keep on sitting down like you have no funds. If it's you I'm talking to, look for three people. Tell them I'm fully funded. Oh, yes. Hey. Yes, yes, yes. Not somebody elbow. Tell him I'm fully funded. I'm fully funded. It may look like I have no money, but I got something. Shout the first four letters. Shout the first four words, rather. Shout the first four letters words. If I shout the first four letters, shout it. Shout it. Many believers don't like this word because they say salvation is free. Well, salvation is free. But there are other things in salvation. That's why it says beloved. Hey, I'm persuaded of other things concerning you. Things that accompany salvation. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody shout sell. Somebody holler sell. Uh, somebody sell your way out of the cell. You have been in the CEA. LL of poverty, but you need to S-E-L-L your way out of the C-E-L-L. Somebody shout sell. What does it mean to sell? Find value. Exchange it for desired value. Find value. Exchange it for value. Find value. You have time. Sell your time. You have energy. Sell your energy. You have ideas. Do you know there are people in Disneyland they are not animators. They are not graphic artists. They are not voiceover artists. They just have ideas. So there's an idea bank. Who knows Sarah Blakely? You know Sarah Blakely? Spanx. You don't know Spanx. She's a billionaire. She has ideas and ideas and ideas. And she just had a pantyhose and cut the pantyhose. And she started selling this undergarment. Now worth a billion dollars. And here comes the belief. Wine and God help me. Wine and God has affected me. Wine and God, if you're really God, I give you two weeks to give me a job. Do you know who you're talking to? So who you're talking to? Because when you pray for a job, when you pray for a job, God sends you to somebody who is creating jobs. Your prayer is to a creator. You understand what I'm saying? So if you're really in the image of God, if you can't find the job, create it. He says the earth was empty because there was no man. So when there was no man, what did God do? He created the man. Oh, I want this job. This is my career path, but I don't have the skills. Go and learn it. When you're learning something of value, that's selling. You are trading your attention for wisdom. This morning, this selling, I've taught you, don't just think it's money. When you gather in a place for two hours, two and a half hours, maybe even three hours sometimes, guess what's happened when the two hour, 40 minute mark, no, no, not the two, two hours, 15 minutes, man. Right? Now watch this. When you sell it, when you come like this, you are selling your time. It's like go and buy without money. That means you can buy with other things. Can buy with attention. Can buy with service. You can buy with stewardship. You can buy as an intern. Are you hearing this now? 
He said, now what you do? You give alms, and when you give alms, you provide yourselves what? Money bags. Money bags are not human beings. Money bags are what human beings create. He says, this money bags, they do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches, no moth destroys. It's saying that when you sell and you engage some of the other, and you have resources, take out of those resources and give alms. That when you give those alms, you are exchanging material wealth for spiritual treasure. So every money you give for kingdom's sake, it has an equivalent in the heavens. So when pastors and leaders try to encourage you to give, what is trying to use your money? Some people are trying to, well, but most good pastors are not. This is the principle. So what has my money got to do with salvation? Every Jesus taught it here. He says you can use material wealth to translate into eternal treasures. It's this, it is not Paul, it's Jesus. Because anyway, every money you spend is translated into something, isn't it? You buy food, it's translated into you buy clothes, except, except they are really green clothes. But even biodegradable clothes, green clothes, every kind of clothes will decompose at some point. It may just take a very long time. But he's saying the only thing that you can spend money on that will not decompose is to put money in what God is after. Because the kingdom is everlasting, so the investment in the kingdom will also be what? That's the principle. Now, an investment is only as good as the durability of what you invest in. True or true? If you invest in a company, your investment is secure for as long as the company exists. Now, when the company is liquidated, they will first of all look for the biggest investors, right? Say how much of their money can we give them as compensation? Now, if you invest very little, that's how the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, rather, Leaves forever, endures forever. He says, does not fail, no thief, no thief approaches, no moth destroys. Keep going real quick. For where your treasure is, what's going to happen? Simple. So, if you want to know where your heart is, let's look at where your treasure is. In other words, the things you treasure, where are they? That's where your heart is. It's not in the song. It's not in the crying. It's not in some, yeah, someone said Canada. Some of you, all you can think now. You're just seeing a red, what's that leaf? Is it a maple tree or what? It's a maple leaf. Just seeing red maple leaf. The Bible says you focus on the fruit of the spirit, not the leaves of the flesh. Focus on the red blood of Jesus. Some of you, God is trying to, that Canada, you will still go there, oh, but God is trying to move your. <laughs> <laughs> who said yes sir <laughs> some of you are still focusing on all of that but God is trying to build something in you right now but you are not paying attention to that thing at all and eventually out of your stubbornness you might go into Canada half baked and spend another 13 years rigmaroling and the worst part is you're going, you're going to change your care for two years. You're going to have mortgage. But you'll be in a giant handkerchief. For some people. You know the handkerchiefs have different colors. Okay. 
admin people see what you're doing to my iPad. Because that thing is about to fall. Where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Verse 35. Let your waist, I'm going somewhere. Let your waist be what? Girded. In other words, put yourself together. Sounds like pull yourself together. That's what waist. Who has a girdle? Oh, you see, ready wife. Wife of many colors. Your name is not just Finn, but you make my dreams come true. What's now? What? I'm going to marry your wife. Put yourself together. See fashion now. <laughs> this is what it means. Put yourself together. Now, how do you put yourself together? Belt of truth. Girdle. Don't be sloppy. Don't be scattered. Don't be all over. He said, put yourself together. One, number two. Let your what? Lamps be burning. We're going there. Number th verse 36. And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from where? Who is the master he's talking about? Jesus. So he said, put yourself together. Wear a girdle, right? Let your lamps be burning. So that you be like a man who is for the master. When he returns, now what is that? That when he comes and knocks, what will happen? They will, they will be ready to receive him. They will be eager. They are not scared. They are not anxious. Hey, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Ha! <laughs> Why? Verse 37. This is instructive. Blessed are those servants whom the master when he comes will find now. That watching is not when we need come or will not come. Let me tell you what that watching is. Because you know, because we read the Bible in English. A lot of us take it literally. So we think, it's always watch. Which, Jesus, when are you coming? When I, no. Now watching is watches. Watchmen. Those were security officers that, sat up, that stood upon the walls. The barricades of cities. And they were responsible for what came in and what went out. So they're responsible for trade and transactions. For access. For the security systems and gates. So this watching is that when it's your turn to go up the watch, because there wasn't the same kind of guards that would be there. There were eight watches, right? 12 midnight, 3 a.m., 6 a.m., uh, 9 a.m., 12 noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 9 p.m. So when it's your turn to mount the watch, he's saying that you should not be sleeping on a bicycle. Don't be sleeping at your post. When it's your time, stand there fast. Let your lamp be burning so you can see. He said, the person that receives watching, as surely I say to you, that he will gird himself and have them what? Sit down to eat and will come and... Why should we be afraid of a master who's coming to serve you? Why are you afraid of the rapture? 
Say rapture, rapture. Don't call it rapture. Call it second coming. Why are you afraid? He said, this is what I'm coming to do. But let me show you. It gets deeper. Verse 38. And if it should come in the what? So you can see what I'm saying now. There's the first watch, second watch. If it should come in the second watch or in the third watch. And find them what is so. Girded. Not sloppy. Responsible. Lit. Illuminated. Servant. Working. And find them so blessed are those servants. It gets deeper. Verse 39. But know this. That if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. 40. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour. That means expectation does not determine when it will come or not. Anxiety does not. Verse 41, then Peter said, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? Quickly. And the Lord said, who then, volume, still high, who then is, replace wise word, that faithful and capital owning steward, whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their so what is the responsibility of the servants in the house watch light and what faithful yes and what material thing It's there now, the last line. No, the last line. To do what? To give people food. Food in due season. Don't forget, this is not a random haphazard pick this from here and there. It's a story. The Bible is not written in chapters, you know that. So he's saying the same thought that this food matter of the birds and the life and the body and the raiment has to do with this. That if you are really my servants and you're working for me, your responsibility is not to cry for your own food. Your responsibility is to give other people food on my behalf. Just like a watchman will say, oh, they are bringing crops of raisins and figs. Give them access to the city. Our enemies are coming. Raise the army to fight against the enemies. Are you following? Or bales of clothes from Galilee or Bethlehem, wherever, are coming. Give them access. That is the responsibility. Now, let me show you. It says to give them their portion of food in the juices. But let me show you more. Because when it says faithful and wise steward, let me just tell you that. When you think about a steward, what does a steward do? What does he do? He's serving food. So this master here, or this servant here, has already demonstrated faithfulness. 
in giving people food and drinks in the master's absence. So now that the food has, the master has come to serve them, he's making this man a master or a ruler based on what he has done with material elements. Are you getting it? It's so important to God that he said, anybody that cannot take care of his house is worse than a what? That's what he's talking about. You can't say you have spiritual capital and you don't have economic resource to take care of those in your immediate sphere of responsibility. It's an aberration. And because the reason is so critical is that it has to do with kingdom affairs, eternal affairs. Because to what there is somebody who takes care of food and it says portion. Now, do you know that many of our mothers were excellent managers because they knew how to ration the portion? Oh, talk to me somebody. Do you know that some of the most skillful people are those people that fry akara and buns by the roadside because they scoop invariably the same measure. They are so skillful because in stewardship we know whether you understand rationing or not metrics or not alignment or not in fact in stewardship we know whether you are wicked in your heart or you're unforgiven because when your portion the portion you give is based on who likes you and who does not like you you are not a faithful steward you have allowed your stewardship to be corrupted by personal preference faithful steward is what the master said you should give you give the person even if you don't like the person And there are people who use what God has given them to manipulate people. And some of them pray in tongues loud and strong. Let me show you how powerful this is. Verse 4 to 3. Blessed. Read that. Doing what? Giving the right portion to the right people. He said that's the blessed man. Not the one that is always praying and praying. Except praying is the way he But Some people are called to the ministry of prayer. But I can tell you many people who throw themselves into that in Africa that are doing that out of religion. There's some people whose assignment, their food is prayer because the food they are to give their generation is purely revelation and they are not even the preachers. They are attached to ministries or intercessors or to, to evangelists and pastors. And that's their assignment. In some cases, some of those people are even paid to do that. That's their meat. But if that's your meat, it's generally going to strip you of almost every other material entitlement. He said, blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing. What is the so doing? Girding, lamp, and serving the portions. So your business must not be, oh, I just want to make money. No, you want to serve, don't just serve them looks, serve them the book. Serve them your song, serve them your instrumental, your music, serve them your hair, serve them your consulting, your coaching, serve them your gifts of music, serve them, serve them, serve them. That's why it's called customer what? Even when the customer will serve ice. In other words, they will be cold. Serve them. By the way, customer service is the lowest. You have customer delight. Customer bliss. 
Now, what will happen to the other one? Verse 44. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. Verse 45. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat the male and female servants to punish people. So you see, food is the central thing here. And he begins to what? Eat and drink. That's fine. Until he is like the rich fool. What's going to happen? The master of that servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him. Now when he's not aware. And he will cut him in two. Shred him. Shredded beef. Since he has beef. And appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Verse 47. And that servant who knew his master's will. In other words, what it means that with that is, does not mean the guy is going to lose his salvation. What it means is, what unbelievers are going to get, which is punishment, scold, gnashing of teeth. He will in eternity regret that he did not serve the way. A lot of people don't understand how witty this thing is. So the thing is just, eh, they, will, they won't make me team lead. That's what some people are thinking. I don't even want to be team lead. I don't want to do too much. Oh, I'll never be a minister, a pastor. You think that's what it's about? In eternity, when... When he said, I have not seen, here, I have not heard. Don't think about, don't think the rewards of Jesus will be like speech and prize given day. Just give you a plaque. And the, the best thing, overall best... Overall, best. Right? Such so what will happen? And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself. So this explains what I'm saying. He's still a servant. He's not going to be burnt in fire. And did not prepare uh, prepare himself or do according to his will. What will he be done? What will be done? Now you are this servant, so you now know the will, because some people don't know. But now watch this. How about the one that does not know the will? But the one that did not know, yet committed things deserving of stripes. What will happen? So beating is loading. So when your team leads call to you, correct you, LT corrects you, challenges you, I stretch you, and you don't hear, don't worry. Jesus has his stripes. Now, there are the stripes by which you are healed. Then there are other stripes that will reset your brain to factory settings. The, one of the challenges of the new church, or emerging churches, everybody talks about the stripes you're healed. I'm not sure you've heard a message on Jesus using stripes. It's there. Don't tell them, my stripes, I am healed. Healed to do what? You're not healed to lie down on a hospital bed and be taking drip and drinking lucosid. Some people just want to see spiritual glucose after their salvation experience. So they are ready to be discharged from the hospital, but they are enjoying apple. And peaches. <laughs> In Georgia, where they pepper them because Atalanta, Atlanta. Shall we beat it? For everyone to whom what? Shout aloud for everyone to whom much. What will happen? And to whom much has been? 
has Jesus preached? Has he preached? Whilst you stand, I want to just teach a couple of things. Just remain standing, so we'll just finish. Three people, come and collect your mina. Where's my mina? Don't take my mina away. Oh, you're still in my room. All right. So this this guy, band guy, pick ten, pick pin. Look at something. What color is your handkerchief? Some people's handkerchief is white, but it's still a handkerchief. Orange, but it's still a handkerchief. Dotted, still a handkerchief. Purple and sons. Multicolored, still a handkerchief. No matter how sophisticated your excuses, is still an. One time, the one at the trumpet just said, "Tell us, tell us, is it good to pay tax?" Do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, bring me a mina or a denarius coin. He said, give it to me. He said, whose face is on it? Caesar. What does it say? Give unto Caesar. That which is Caesar. And give unto what? Why is it saying that? Can I ask you a question? Whose face is on that? Queen Elizabeth. Whose face is on it? Queen Elizabeth. AKA Mama Charlie. Mama Charlie, the mother of Prince Charles. Her face is on it. Who's responsible for the production of this? Who? Who's responsible? Bank of England is under the control of who? The Queen of England. Whose face is on it? Who produces it? Person. Who produces it? Queen of England. Who owns it? So who should it be returned if found anywhere? We should not. Nigerians will be like my account. Where should it be returned? Bank of England belongs to the Queen of England. The Queen of England is responsible for producing, promoting, protecting all of this. Of course, she appoints people. Now, when it said whose face is on the coin, and it says Caesar. Is saying it belongs to Caesar, right? That's the sophist element of the teaching. Now, if he had stopped at, give unto Caesar that which is Caesar, well, okay, yeah, we're just talking about money. But then he said, give unto God that which is? So the coin belongs to Caesar because Caesar's image is on it. Whose image is on you? Whose image is on you? In whose image are you made? So you are a carrier of God's value. Just as the coin carries the economic value of Rome, you carry the economic value of the kingdom of God. 
And don't you ever fall into the trap, should I give God this percent or that percent? God is saying, I own everything, including the one that you're holding away from me. Because my image is on you. I branded you. Now what it also means is that you are fully funded because this coin never pays for its own production. If you can shout, clap. If you can clap, holler. If you can holler, Ken is why you preaching your own message. I said if you can shout, clap. If you can clap, holler. If you can holler, rejoice. You carry God's image. The cobra does not produce itself, does not maintain itself. But the people who are privileged to have it in their grasp or their purview, they are the ones that pay the price for its protection. That's why when people really value you, they protect you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If Jesus had stopped to render to Caesar that which is Caesar, then this would not be possibly be applicable but it says to God the things that are God in other words if you're a deep thinker you know what it's saying the same way you don't argue with Caesar when it comes asking for his money don't argue with God when it says do this or do that that's ownership that's kingship because many people know God as savior but not as king they are not dolos they only call him Abba 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 now let me tell you what makes it worse for the for the for the followers of Jesus. What made it worse for them? Because on the inscription there was Caesar's face, and there was something on the coin. And you can do your research and discover this. The name of Caesar was there. Tiberius was a Caesar at the time, so it was Tiberius to Caesar Diva was the inscription on it. Tiberius to Caesar. Diva. In other words, in Caesar is divinity. That was what was in the coin, on the coin. And on the other side of the coin was Pontiff Maxine. Now, Pontiff Maxine, what's Pontiff? No, we only Pontius. It's puncture, acupuncture. Perfect, where are you? They say, yeah, the pontius one. Pontiff, like pontificate, to pontificate. So pontiff is anything that has to do with the priestly order. So pontiff Maxine, do you know what pontiff Maxine was? The highest priest. This is the reason they were trying to trap Jesus with it. Now this coin that carries the image of Caesar and says it's the highest priest. Should we oblige him? Walk with me. But Jesus said, give unto Caesar now which is Caesar in other words coin give unto God now which is God in whose image was Caesar made so even Caesar is a subset of God's value come on people you're not hearing this this morning when you understand this you will never be afraid to ask God for an oil well or an oil block or the insurance industry or the motorbikes in your city you will afraid do you know why you not be afraid because you know that all of creation was made to give him pleasure all of creation all of creation all of creation 
of creation. So Caesar called himself the high priest. In other words, Caesar understood this. Caesar understood what many people still don't understand. That kingship is on one side. Priesthood is on the other side. This is the reason Rome is still the greatest or the most influential civilization. Do you know the Vatican City is listed as a nation? They get it. Is there a Catholic church on your street or not? Does the priest worry about what he will eat or what he will drink? They get, they get this part of it. Not the ultimate heart or purpose of it, but that part of it. The structural part of it. So the Pope is like a king. He only leaves it that he dies or he chooses to hand over. You don't, you don't just come around and say, oh, we don't like this Pope anymore. Are we getting it? So king priest, one coin. King priest, one coin. But many believers don't even know there's any coin. They're always begging for coins. Please. Give me a coin. Pontiff Maxine. He carried. He was brazen. Now, if I check your Facebook profile or Instagram, I change it to Pontiff Maxine. <laughs> Somebody say I'm fully funded. I can preach this, but let me give you a list. God's provision is very clear. He has given to you. How does it distribute this provision? Seven places, number one. Media, you can put it on the screen. Number one. No, remain standing, please. Number one. He channels provision through his presence. God's presence is the first place of provision. What does it provide? Inspiration. Look at what the Bible says that their mouths hung open, speechless, when they saw the wisdom it demonstrated. I'll pick it up from here next week. Number two, he channels provisions to provision to his priorities. Media, do you have this one? I send it, I send it to Larry's meal, but let me just because I need you guys to project it so that as we as we pray. God channels provision to his priorities. John, it's on your WhatsApp now. It's, in, it's been in Larry's mails. Priorities. Number three, God channels provision to purposes. So yes, you're fully, uh, sponsored and, uh, fully funded and sponsored by grace. But channels provision to those things. His presence, his priorities. Every government votes a budget to the priorities of their campaign. Every government that has integrity. Priorities. So when you want to know the priorities of Jesus, look at what he paid attention to. The temple was a part of his priorities, big part. People were a part of his priorities, big part. His disciples, the core people that depend on him, part of his priorities, big part. Strangers, orphans, widows, weak people, part of his priorities. Yet we live in a generation that wants to hang around the rich people all the time and take pictures with them, but they are not prioritizing the kingdom. 
you cannot not give consistently to the temple and see your prayers as a kingdom you cannot not give consistently to the vulnerable of society and say you're doing the kingdom because just look at what Jesus did and do it you cannot have disciples or staff or people that are close to you that are working with you that are not benefiting out of the increase you have and see you're doing the kingdom Jesus fed his disciples and led them and ministered to them he blessed them number three provision is in, is in purpose so find a kingdom purpose and connect to it serve number four don't just be that person who comes you sit inside nice ac ah this church is very fine you know let your money be part of the finest let your friends come prioritize inviting your friends don't just come have a great time cry laugh receive impartation and be like ah, what a great service you've done that for three weeks or a month after that you need to start coming with somebody else in fact you don't need to wait that long i'm just saying the upper limit number four god channels provision through appointed places appointed places now those places yeah that's it through appointed places sometimes those places are geographical sometimes those places are systems god can say to you move from serving individual clients to move to serving corporate organizations and your 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 income or provision could actually have shifted without you knowing so you are still casting nets toiling all night and catching nothing but jesus comes and says go with a hook one hook right and direct you just pick the money for tax out of the hook so sometimes it moves do you understand move for elisha so go to the woman in zarephath and all of that appointed places number five he appoints gives provisions in planes what does a plane mean if you look at the text Busai, remember the text it says look at the birds of the air and it says look at the flowers of the field is it possible for you to have birds of the air right over the same flower uh, field flower flower field is it possible the birds are flying over the fields yep but there are two planes of provision it's the same place but two planes God could say now serve the five naira a day market but you are busy crying for five billion five billion five billion not knowing that there's a five billion person whose attention is in the five naira market and is you're serving the five naira market that is going to get them to know that you even exist not by frustrating yourself by knocking on their door 50 billion times a, a year is that possible to be like woodpecker number six please leave my handkerchief alone where's my mina all the mina carrying people number six provision is where that mina must make something everything that comes into your life must increase in value as it leaves your life everything when people spend time with you, they must leave more empowered, more refreshed, more instructed, corrected. Sometimes they can leave crying, but they leave with value. They don't come to any gathering of kings and you don't have value. It doesn't happen. Number seven, provision is in people. I want to assure you that at least 70% of people in this house are operating way below their economic potential. 
way. Like when I say way, and part of it is most people have not aligned it with the capital, with the head. So in the area of honoring the head with his own portion, don't forget it's about portions. Do you see portion? Did you see portion in the text? There must be a God portion. It's not your God if it does not have a portion. The concept of Godship has to do with portions. Go and ask the traditional worshippers. Go and ask the, the thieving politicians. They have a portion to give to their dark priests and all those people. Because they understand the systems. Do you know, how many of you know that there's something called cartography? You know cartography? Which means the entirety of the universe is drawn out by lines. Do you know that? Latitude and longitude of the earth, but also the elements, lines. That's proportion, proportion, for portion. So once your God portion suffers, chances are that all every other thing will suffer. Why? It says in him is the head and in him what happens? All things consist. All. All. He's the cap. Get it, get it, get it. It's the head. Give the head what the head is due. And when you give the head what the head is due, will the head take care of the body or not? So walk with this understanding you're fully funded. You have provision in prepared places. Did somebody receive something this morning? Can you give God your hand clap this afternoon? Bring my mina, bring my mina. Pray in one minute. Pray loud and strong. Pray loud and pray strong. Occupy. We will occupy. We shall occupy. We shall occupy. Zagova Kila Toza. Embrasotak Lozuvra Haskabodo. Lizokondo Suvrahatabashi. Egrosando Blaskovra Lubatalia. Suvrahadas. Lende Bakuzan Levrodobotolian to Brahapazas. Shivla Sombra Hotos Kelebataga. I will be a faithful servant. I will be a wise servant. I will be judicious. I will be prudent. Zevadoka Libra Santa Brasca Vlosobrohotos. Elanda Bate Kola Vruzapala. Elezunza Gide Valamande Brusapala. Silakata. I am not that wicked servant who will be cut down. I am not that wicked servant who will be reprimanded. I am not that wicked servant, that twisted servant who will consume. And I am not the rich fool. Who will keep those things in my barns? Made sonda brata satovashes. E classota bruza pali and tovos pendegi. E le zonda grasava. Shibla hombro hosotos. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you lift your hand to the master? You can lift both hands to the master. And say, Lord, I yield to you. I want to say louder, Lord, I yield to you. Thank you for sponsoring me by grace. Thank you for making me fully funded. I realize that I've enjoyed your grace. I'm not the rich fool. I acknowledge you as the source of my increase. I acknowledge you as the source of my wisdom. I acknowledge you as the source of my creativity, the source of my possibilities, the source of my promotion, the source of my potential. And I align with you. You are my capital. You are my head. You are my central city. You are my governing seats. You're my influence and channel. You are the guide of my life. I will not worry about what I will eat or drink, but I yield completely to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Say, I surrender all. My time, my money, my intelligence, my energy. I surrender all. In Jesus' name, we have worship. Somebody give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look for two people. Tell them I'm responsible and I'm fully funded. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.